been trying. Hey. <laughs> okay, the struggle is real the, right there. But the struggle is also fine. It's also fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Mary-Kate Kelly. I'm Laura Murley. And we're two uh, awkward gals trying to make it in the creative arts. Yes, what I said right before we started recording is we are two wildly inarticulate gals trying to make it in a medium that's all about talking <laughs> off the top of your head <laughs> I loved how you said gals you're like gale gales <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every day I develop a new accent and I don't know why yeah but- I kept on trying to say instinct today and mm. I almost, it almost didn't come out right there but um yeah that was it was out it, yeah. was, it was at least out <laughs> enough that I knew what you were trying to say yeah <laughs> well how was your week Laura it was okay but oh, I just burped I don't know if that is gonna come up on the zoom but we'll see yeah it's okay it's life yeah it's art Anywho's, our first segment is intentions versus reality of what we intended to do before well since the last episode and then what we actually did And my struggle for a bit now is that I have just been so incredibly distracted at my job that it's really, really hard for me to function at my day job. And I know that it's not really the job, it's me. But Mm -hmm. this week, twist, the job actually was really hard. Oh, really? Yeah. And I... What was in some really intense meetings and I was really having so much trouble just making it all happen. And normally I'm really good at truncating day job versus like comedy stuff. Uh Once I sign off for the evening, I'm just, I forget I've ever been there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my job title is. I don't know what I do. Mm -hmm. I'll (laughs) I'll find out when I log in on Monday morning or 9 a.m. the next day if it's not Sunday yeah but this week I did struggle with like having some of that stress just bleed over and I did Mm. have a little freak out at an open mic but I've been told from some witnesses that it wasn't that bad about your job about so I've had I was having a lot of job stress And then I was also having some like general stress where, Mm -hmm. you know how it's normal, especially in New York for people to just fuck with you sometimes. Um, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like strangers on the street. Yeah. Okay. Strangers and other people. Well, (laughs) normal. That's not abnormal, but usually Uh it's spaced out for me where I don't get fucked with for a couple weeks maybe but okay. for, for whatever reason what's my your, job was bad I was getting okay. fucked with a lot a lot of things were happening well, what's your definition of fucked with so when was this uh-huh. a couple days ago I was standing on the street and this guy comes up to me with a group of his friends and he was like hey can I have a lighter and I was like sorry I don't have a lighter which is the truth I am not one to carry cash or lighters or many other things that could be useful Uh to you um and he's like oh okay and then he turned to his friend and he was like this bitch won't give me a lighter because she thinks I'm gonna steal it and like wrote this weird narrative about me in front of me 
very loudly. I think um, I know this kid. You think so? Yeah. He, did he, is this something he just goes around and does? No, because I was smoking a cigarette like two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago when I was out and I bummed it off with someone. And then a kid came up to me and was like, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also smoking a cigarette. So I was like, the police are coming for you, baby. Um, and, but yeah. smoking a cigarette isn't illegal. It isn't, but like, people, <laughs> people were trying to fuck with you. Yeah. And then I never take buses, mm-hmm. but I did recently because me and my friend were late for an open mic and it stopped. We were, we were very stressed. Okay. We okay. missed our stop. All this like shit happened. I go, the bus stops. It seems like it's at a stop, even though it's like, you know, it's in a weird place where it's a little uh-huh. too far away from the curb, yeah. but Okay, in my defense, sometimes buses are too far away from the curb and they still let you out. Yeah. Especially with like all the shit that's going on with So the bus was like, I didn't get close enough to the curb, even though it's a stop. So well, I can't let you out. Well, they seemed like they were gonna th- that they were gonna stop because they were just uh-huh. physically stopped, even though they shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, but they weren't planning on letting us out until later. And I was not clear <laughs> on our route. But all these Where people was bus taking you. <laughs> <laughs> it was just going a little bit uptown, but all these people on the bus saw that I was very anxious and I was having a moment and I was not uh-huh. thinking clearly. And they were like, just press on the yellow section harder. And the yellow uh-huh. section did say like press to open me or whatever. Yeah. Oh, so you were in the back of the bus. That door yeah. is like such a hassle. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically they were fucking with me and it wasn't appropriate yeah. for me to press on it in that moment. But I was like confused. I was anxious. I was having trouble thinking straight. And then like all these people on this bus played a prank on me and laughed at me and it upset me. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I told you that a, bou- a bouncer played a prank on me too. Oh, like yeah. okay. two days ago where like he pretended that he needed to scan my thumb, but he was just asking me to put my thumb on a um, random device that isn't a scanner. So you've been like the kerfuffle for I everyone. I feel like I've been a punching bag lately and I don't know Pranks. why. I mean, I think it is because I look nervous all the time. So I am <laughs> someone who's like, that person would be fun to fuck with. So your intention this week was to, but your reality <laughs> was that you were just a punching bag for the world. I was like just kind of a punching bag this week, but also my intention was certainly to write a lot more and to get a lot more done, but I let the stress of my day job bleed into my creative life. Yeah, it happens. It sucks. My intention, I made mine so simple, (laughs) at least from what I remember, what I said, I need to start writing these down. (laughs) (laughs) I said that I was going to create an outline for this like a 10 minute short that I'm writing with a friend about pigeons. And Today, I showed up at my desk and I had a ton of work to do for my day job. And I was like, there's no way that this is going to get done. I just can't focus. And there was two periods throughout my day that were 30 minutes each. And I was like, just do it. Just do it. Something in my brain was like, if it's shit, if it's garbage, who cares? Mm. And I got down on the page and I'm really proud of myself because I could come here and say I, I did it, even though it's shit. But that is so exciting because the whole time I did not think the story was going to go in that direction. Yeah, neither did I until <laughs> like 6 p.m. today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Perfect. But yeah, so I got the one thing done that I said I was going to do. So yeah, I pat on my back and I- Hell yeah. And I'll be my own punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to do that. No. <laughs> well, I think it's time to introduce our guest Yes. Today. We're so excited. We have a very special guest. Her name's Laura Hankin. She's author of Happy and You Know It and A Special Place for Women. And she's a personal friend of ours. Yeah. We used to be on a sketch team together. We know her in real life. Can you believe? Yes. <laughs> I do believe. Am I allowed to talk now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I believe it. I love it. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. So... It's- Awesome. I do want to just share my own story of being a punching bag for the world in New York. Okay, <laughs> very free. Yeah. Um, which was one time I was walking in the park and this teen girl and this teen boy were like sitting on a bench. And the girl, I think maybe she was genuinely being nice, was like, Wow, I like your sneakers. I'm gonna go buy some like that. And I was like, Great, we can be twins. And then the boy goes, No one wants to be twins with you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, Laura, about being- Yeah, I hate when strangers interact with me at all, but Mm -hmm. when it's in a negative way, I just don't know what to do. I remember before we go on, I just have to tell this one story because I told (laughs) it last night to a friend about how my first, literally it was my second day in New York City and I'm walking down 42nd Street and this guy cat calls me and I turn around and he, and I'm like, like, feeling, uh, oh my God, this is a New York experience. I just got cat calls. First goes, New York cat call. Yeah, exactly. And he goes straight to my face. He goes, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bully moment. He was a cat calling bully. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. We asked every guest, what is your origin? What is your biggest struggles? And what is your saving grace? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My origin. I feel like my origin is watching Beauty and the Beast when I was like three or four, whenever it oh, came out. I love that. Basically, because I was just like, holy shit musicals are a thing like singing is a thing and also reading is a thing (laughs) and also you can be a singing reading girl and find true love um but if anybody saw Laura Hankin right now or go look her up online you are the epitome of like Belle yeah (laughs) and I feel like your your voice is so clear and Belle-like also. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, I used to walk around my house with like a little basket that my parents had just singing the opening number to Beauty and the Beast like over and over again. So like, look at these peasants, blah, 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 yeah. blah. <laughs> I'm so much better than they are. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I started doing theater in part because of that. I just devoured books and occasionally tried to write uh, a bit. And when I was like in second grade, I wrote this whole long story about like my family history and read it out loud at parents' night um, <laughs> and definitely like 
shared multiple sort of sensitive family secrets in it. <laughs> um, yeah. Did your so, parents have approval on it? Like, did they know what you were going to read or it was just a total surprise? I think it was a total surprise because I feel <laughs> like they would have maybe asked me not to put some of the stuff in there <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> Can you say what it is now or are they like, Laura, never again? I can probably say, I mean, I was like, you know, my, and then my dad proposed to my mom and she said, no, <laughs> and, she again. and finally she said, yes, she didn't. Oh yeah. This is like a line that I still remember. I wrote, she didn't believe it, but she loved it. <laughs> 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 so yeah you know was a huge theater nerd moved to New York after college to do theater as I was auditioning was like maybe I should just try writing too on the side so I like have something creative that I can control and then got really really into writing and now I'm mostly a writer cool wow. how did that all start you were you were just like I'm gonna write a book or did you start with smaller things and then work your way up to a book I feel like I attempted to write a short story at one point and then I abandoned I was like this is too hard and I abandoned <laughs> it and was like I'm gonna write a novel instead <laughs> <laughs> um, like here. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh but yeah I just kind of like got a bunch of books out of the library on how to write books, you know, like novel writing for dummies and Stephen King's wow. book on writing and stuff about structure. Um, and my roommate was also interested in writing at the time. So we like had a little mini writers group that we would do at our kitchen table every two weeks where we would just like read each other's work. Um, oh, that's cool. You had a built-in accountability buddy, as they say. Accountability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice and I think really helpful and just like getting me over that hump of getting started. Mm -hmm. You have to write a lot of shit at first <laughs> before it starts to get good. One uh, title I proposed for this podcast before we went with The Struggle is Fine was Accountability Buddy. I mean, sorry, Accountability Bitches. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I but we it. did not end up going with that. <laughs> the struggle is fine is also a beautiful title. Titles are very difficult. <laughs> they are hard, yeah. but they're fun. I definitely, um, I had like a comedy duo with my friend Dominique, which maybe will resurrect at some point. It, the pandemic makes it so hard. But For I remember sure. when we were trying to think of our name, we just, we wrote down, I don't know, like 50 things uh, ranging from like just boring to like, Wife with knife. <laughs> I like wife with knife. I love yeah. that. But since there's two of you, I think I'd prefer wives with knives. Yeah. That would make more sense. I'll tell Dominique. Okay. <laughs> if you ever need a rebrand. So what are the types of struggles you've encountered in your creative process or in your life or what are the things that have like held you back? What are your problems you want to tell us about? about? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Is this like therapy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it can be as therapeutic or as untherapeutic as you want it to be. I think right. that's how therapy works, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, I mean, I think the biggest problem in my day-to-day -day right now, now that I am actually lucky enough to be able to write full-time, um, is one that we all struggle with, which is just like the fucking internet. 
Mm. (laughs) You know, like I think as a creative person, there's always this sense that like at any moment, maybe you could get the email that changes your life, right? Uh Do you all feel that way? Oh yeah. I Uh love checking my email. I know people are always like, uh, email. And I'm just like, Ooh, do I have an email? (laughs) But I guess like I'm at a point where I don't have a crazy amount of spam email. So if I do have an email, a lot of times it is somewhat important. Whereas even though I do compulsively check social media, I'm not as excited to do it. I'm just purely addicted to it because I know most of the notifications don't mean anything. Mm. See, I always feel like maybe they do mean something. I'm always like, what if some person with 500,000 followers just posted like a nice review of my book? (laughs) Yeah, that would be sick. The main struggle is just like not being on the internet all the time so that I can actually do my work and not just like numb out my brain (laughs) refreshing and refreshing um but I would also say that like before I got my book deal for happy and you know it a big struggle was just the uncertainty and that fear of like am I wasting my time Mm. (laughs) you know I think that is even harder with novel writing than with other creative stuff because it just takes so long to write a book that you're just investing so much into it. Whereas Mm -hmm. like with stand-up, if I go to an open mic, it's not like I invested, you know, comparatively much shorter amount of time. (laughs) Yeah. But still like after a bunch of open mics and stuff, I felt this way doing shows sometimes. It's like Mm -hmm. they, they add up all that time. adds up. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And at least I guess the struggle is not necessarily worse. It's just different because yeah. it you do waste a ton of time at stand-up, like watching horrible sets at open mics <laughs> that make you question humanity. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely with stand-up so, so much time that you have to put into it to make it good. And then, and so much yeah. of that time is just like waiting around to get your couple minutes on stage mm-hmm. and uh you have to sit through so much absolute trash garbage every week and also with social being on very online also makes it harder for me because there's a bunch of comedians who are not very good in my opinion who pretty much just repeat shit that you see on memes and I'm like when I hear someone get up at an open mic and say like a even more basic version of a popular meme that I've seen hundreds of times, I want to stand up and scream and I have to hold myself back. And (laughs) (laughs) here's a question. Do you think that they're doing that on purpose? They're like, you know, what would make a great set if I just sort of bastardized this meme and copied it for myself? Or do you think it just like seeps in somewhere Mm. and they almost don't realize they're just like, oh, here's a funny joke that landed in my mind. Yeah, I always, I think about that a lot. I think you kind of have, you have to be so unaware, I think, to be able to do that and not know that you're doing it. Yeah, well, I think parallel thinking happens a lot naturally Mm. because we all have Mm -hmm. just the same experiences, basically. And that's part of what makes it funny, the relatability. But I 
I feel like I can tell the difference when someone is just straight up copying a trend versus like when they just had a similar thought. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that everyone is biased thinking like they're good at it. Like, I'm sure it's one of those things where like, I can't trust my own bias to think I'm good at it. And I have consciously been trying to get rid of most of the humor stuff on my social media. No, well, I'm posting a lot of, but like get rid of following a lot of it because it's just too much. I need other types of media, but that does also give me this anxiety of if I see, if I ingest less of it, will I miss a big trend and like think I'm saying something super unique Mm. when it's actually just like a very basic trend, but that's kind of a thing you just have to just have to live with. (laughs) Yeah, I do think it's a medium even more so than others where people are like, where people, more people think that they are good at it than actually are, where Mm -hmm. I feel like with novel writing, there are probably a lot of delusional people as well. But I do think you have to have at least something to even finish a book because it's such a gargantuan task, whereas you don't need anything to get up at a stand-up open mic. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It it requires less effort than like, (laughs) writing 80,000 words. (laughs) I think there are a lot of people, like maybe a majority of people even who are like, you know what would be fun? I think maybe I could write a novel. Um, (laughs) But no, yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think most people think that they could do it, but very few people can actually do it. And I also am one of those people who kind of is like attempting to do it. And part of me is like, I think I can do this. And part of me is like, I don't think I can do this, but you know, well, only time will tell. That's yeah, yeah. either it'll happen or it won't. <laughs> and part of what you need, I think, to finish writing a novel is a bit of this delusional belief in yourself, mm. right? Like the way that I drag my through, dragged myself through all the writer's block and everything to actually finish something was by being like, I'm going to finish it and I'm going to sell it and it's going to become a movie and I'm going to be a best-selling author, you know, like you have to just kind of believe in yourself like that. Cause otherwise you're going to be like, why am I even bothering? You do, because I feel like in this industry too, no one is going to believe in you. Like you can believe in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, no one is going to give you that type of satisfaction. Like it's only something that you can give yourself. I feel like talking about open mics (laughs) we need something to save us (laughs) what's your saving grace laura like what's in your creative life life? what's like the thing keeps you going going that you turn to to be like give you that support or inspiration or whatever oh man okay um on like a very practical level I try to take a walk every morning where I leave my phone at home yeah it's it's so nice because you give yourself a chance to just sort of like number one be bored and so then your imagination just kind of like goes and it's great um but you're also you're moving your body so it's not just like you force yourself to sit in bed and look at the ceiling (laughs) um and then two it, it like I don't know gets you out in the world and especially if you don't have your phone with you you're looking around at things and it gives you a chance to sort of be like 
pleasantly surprised, hopefully, most of the time by some of the yeah. things you see, unless you're walking around in New York like Laura was last week and people are just fucking with you. But, <laughs> you know, Other I, Laura, know. I love that, but it also makes me a little nervous because do yeah. you always walk the same route or do you like mix it up every once in a while? Mix I mix it up, it every, up every, every once in a while, but I would say I have my base route. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling fancy today, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's mostly just walking around my neighborhood. Yeah. And usually I'll like have a cup of coffee with me or something, oh. or like a thermos of coffee oh. to just be able to like drink so while I walk. <laughs> Another idea yeah. that I love in theory, but if it was, I have to shit so often when I drink coffee <laughs> that I would like not be able to have a casual stroll with a cup of coffee, unfortunately. Well, it mostly is fine, but definitely the other day I was like, oh, something about this coffee. I'm going to cut my walk short. <laughs> I was like hustling home. The last, the, yeah, the last few minutes of that walk. Okay. Well, it sounds like you made it and I'm happy for you. I did. What if I was like, and then I shat my pants on the street. <laughs> well, no, I made it. Let's just say that does happened <laughs> did, that, did that happen to you because of coffee or something else I don't know I was running at the beginning of the pandemic and I was crossing a bridge and I was like oh this is bad and I turned around and I was about like two, two a mile and a half away from home and it was just like not happening. And I was coming down the bridge, just walking and then running and then slowly turned into a walk. And then <laughs> oh, like, no. okay, we're here. And I just walked a mile and a half. <laughs> That's so far with shit pants. Yeah. And oh, I keep it. I was like about ready to cry <laughs> or, or like That's die awesome. of laughing. I couldn't tell. <laughs> and it, Kelly, my husband was like, oh no, that's the thing. Like, you know, runners shit their pants all the time. They do. But and that's when they're running like marathons. But at the, during the pandemic, I ran like eight, nine, nine miles every day. Yeah. Oh, like that's, that's like my stress. That relief. is more than I've ever run in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have a friend who's a runner and she's, she definitely like has had to sort of pull off into like little clusters of trees and stuff mm. and like uh -huh. the side of the road and does she carry yeah. toilet paper with her uh not to my knowledge that's a good question maybe I'll ask her so your what is your big crazy dream if you could have anything come true in your career what would it be oh my gosh um uh, okay well <laughs> I wrote this screenplay that I like really, really, really love. My big like crazy dream would be to have this film get made and have an awesome leading actress in it and have it be like in awards contention. And you know, Ooh, if we're getting so if we're getting like cool. really crazy, like I yeah, it'd be great to be nominated for something for like screenplay. I love yeah. that. But I guess my other big crazy dream is to be able to write on a TV show where I also like play a teeny tiny fun little part where I get to sort of pop in and do little bits. 
That's cool. That would be amazing. Yeah, I, I like that thing. too. Just a little, little like um, for the super fans, they're like, that's yeah. Laura Hankin. Can yeah. you believe? Yeah, I feel like Tracy Wigfield does that on her shows or like, I don't know, Mindy uh-huh. Kaling back in the office. It's great. Our next segment is ways we sabotaged ourselves this week. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot, do, but do you want to go first? It's up to you, really. I don't know, because I feel like the last time I said I sabotaged myself, it's the same thing I did this week, too. <laughs> and then she was like, that's not sabotaging yourself. And but I had a lot of fun this weekend. Like I had yeah. too much fun. Mm-hmm. So, and it, I had friends in town. I went, Laura did a stand up show. I saw her. <laughs> and then yeah. I went out with some other friends I haven't hung out with in a while. And then I had some friends in town on Sunday. So, Mary Kay was just whooping it up. <laughs> <laughs> and when Monday morning came around, um, I sat in bed the whole day (laughs) and didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm a glutton for fun. Mm. And whenever I get a chance to have fun and like connect with people, I just take it too far. Hell yeah. And, um, but I don't regret it. Like I had a time in my life. It's just my body as a now 34 year old was like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and again, fuck you. You will suffer. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's pretty the main gist because uh, it took me, it took me till about Wednesday to like get on track. And mm-hmm. I just need to con- have exercise a little more self-control when I go out now mm. so this weekend oh, yeah, great <laughs> after the show that you saw me at I went to I did another stand-up show that was at one of New York's uh earlier legal weed p- businesses they were selling all kinds of edibles and I go up I hadn't eaten dinner because the show schedule uh-huh. was in a weird way where I just couldn't really do that so I was starving And I actually didn't even want to get that fucked up, but I was like, all they're selling is edibles. I guess I'll have edibles for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Great plan. (laughs) Great plan, obviously. So I go up and I immediately see coconut ice cream Mm -hmm. made with coconut milk. And I was like, cool, I'll take that. And the, the guy immediately, to his credit, was like, are you a big weed person? Because this is very, very strong. This is 40 milligrams. And I was like, milligrams don't mean anything to me. I don't understand (laughs) what that, what feeling that translates to. And so he immediately was like, oh, we have cookies for 15 with 15 milligrams. I was like, okay, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be a little responsible. I'll take the cookie. I started with half and then I got on stage and as I'm telling my jokes, I'm getting progressively a little more confused. And I'm thinking, (laughs) did I tell this joke already? Or does it just feel familiar because I told this joke at an earlier show? Uh I'm not sure. I've already started telling it. So I guess I'll just keep this truck rolling, train rolling, whatever the expression is. So I get through my set. It goes pretty well. I do consciously pause a little bit longer because everyone else in the crowd is also high. 
and they are delaying their laughs. laughs. Um, and then I get off stage and I'm like, you know, it would be cool if I just ate the rest of the cookie. So I just mm-hmm. do it. And Is then it because you want to get more high or because you're just really hungry. <laughs> I was one having a good time being as high as I am. Uh-huh. And I had the whole logical fallacy where you're like, I'm having a good time. I would have an even better time if I was more high mm-hmm. when really if you're having a good time is probably when you should stop yeah ride it as long as you can exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly but I I've fallen for this fallacy so many times and yet <laughs> and yet again I was and also I was still a little bit hungry because I yeah. hadn't eaten that much that day mm-hmm. so I ate the rest of the cookie and I swear to god I was high for two days straight <gasps> I was so fucked up that I was like <laughs> that's why your job was really hard this week yeah (laughs) it all makes sense now (laughs) okay it was a little bit that but it was also that it was genuinely hard I swear to god I believe you okay (laughs) there's a there's a guy I work with who I usually don't have to work directly with that often and I feel like I can say I know like he won't listen please continue but this sounds like it's going to be a Richard story and I'll tell you about Richard after I don't know who Richard is but okay um I'm not going to say this guy's actual name even though I want to just just in case Uh to to preserve at least like the tiniest bit of my professionality that's not a real word of my professionalism there we go okay wow you know, I honestly think professionality makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's your professional personality. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, he makes everything more confusing than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Like every project that we work on together, he just increases how complicated it needs to be. And then he also just like loves explaining things to people. Mm. So things that you don't need explained to you, if if it like vaguely touches on the project, he'll just set up a master class and start teaching you things. And I'm like, mm. no, I want to get off I this call. Care. I don't care <laughs> about this program that I don't use and don't even have access to. Like, yeah. don't give me a tutorial <laughs> on a program that I don't use. Just give me your final analysis like I don't care um but then he also just is like very I think he has good intent well I don't fucking know if he has good intentions I just like to think everyone has good intentions see that's our flaw that's part of my (laughs) it's part Mm -hmm. of a good thing about me but it's also a flaw about me is that I like to think everyone has good intentions so I have no idea what his intentions are, Yeah, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He just constantly asks questions that he should know the answer to. Mm-hmm. But then whenever you mess up even a little bit, which I did in a way that was, I think, understandable, even in hindsight. Yeah. He acts like you're the stupidest person on the planet Earth. Um, yeah, I asked him this like question and he sent me an answer that was just like, well, I can, I can give you instruction on basic Excel skills. If you just don't (gasps) understand how to, you know, do a control find or a text to column. And he fucking knows, like, I'm a business analyst. I fucking know how to use Excel And we were also just talking about how we prefer Excel to R and other 
uh-huh. statistical analytical programs. Yeah. So he fucking knows I know how to use Excel. Ugh. Like every question that he asked me, I was polite as fuck. Okay. I answered questions, even if I've answered them before. I wasn't <laughs> like, I answered that in a previous email. Do you want instructions on how to read? Like, no, I wouldn't yeah. say something like that because I'm not a fucking asshole. And like, even if something goes wrong, if someone is nice about it, 90% of the time, I'm like, okay, I'll yeah. help you out, whatever. It's cool. But if someone is like a dick to me, I, it just make like, it makes it's everything terrible. worse. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like in exchange, you should have been like, uh, sure. And I'll, I'd be happy to teach you how to suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, yeah, that's just grip the shaft. The, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a total Richard. Yeah. And Richard is this guy when I was in college. And Richard was <laughs> he was like this kid who had to um have something wrong with him. Um he we were in health class together and we had to do a group project. And uh, if anyone knows Boston, I lived in Alston and I went to Emerson. So Alston's like 20, 25, 30, even, I don't even remember anymore, train ride from school from Emerson, which is on the Boston Common. And so Rich, I I called Richard and I was like, Richard, I'm really sorry, I can't come to our meeting it was like the stupidest meeting ever and he was like if you don't come to this meeting I'm telling on you and <laughs> Richard and like, I basically was like damn it Richard hung <laughs> <laughs> oh. up the phone went to this stupid meeting by the time I got there I wasn't high anymore but it was just so he, he's Richard yeah, like I always think of Richard when I yeah. hear stories like that. <laughs> it sounds like this dude and Richard should hang out and either be best friends or make each other miserable and save yeah. everybody else. Yeah, them. I think they might make each other miserable because mm-hmm. I almost said his actual name, but my guy would just like continually try to be the instructor. And I'm sure your guy would also try to vie for the instructor role. Yeah. So that wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't work out. Like no, <laughs> but Laura Hankin, how have you sabotaged yourself this week, if at all? Yeah. If you no, didn't, no. that's also acceptable yes. to not sabotage yourself. Mm. <laughs> no, I think I sabotaged myself. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm in revisions on my next novel, um, and it's like at that yeah. place. <laughs> it's at that place <laughs> where I'm like, here's how good it could be. I really love this concept, but it's like you know, I'm working with a shitty first draft now and trying to make it uh-huh. better. Um, so I have a lot of work to do and I need to be working hard right now. But instead I was like, maybe I should make a TikTok about what my book's about. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that when it's not out yet though? I think so. Cause there was like an announcement, you know, I posted a an announcement of like the book deal and I didn't really say anything mm. in this TikTok that wasn't already in the book deal and oh okay then yeah I, yeah I wasn't like and then on page 72 here's a <laughs> twist. you know it was like the most basic plot points um like even less than you would see on a book jacket or something it did like somewhat well and so then instead of 
writing my book, I was just like refreshing this TikTok to see how many people were interested in the idea that I like wasn't, they can't even order it yet. You know, it's like, no, yeah, that TikTok is over like, and over again and Googling, like, why are the youth calling me bestie? <laughs> I think it's cute that they do that. Why? I do too. I, why is that like a thing, bestie? Mm-hmm. But like sometimes it's endearing. In your case, in your in your case, Laura, I think it is endearing. There are like some cases where they're like making fun of you though too. Yeah, they're like like, bestie unconcerned. Exactly. What is this language? What is this alien language? So you know how bestie short for best friend. We know the very basics. Basics, yes. Like in the sixth grade, you'd be like, hey, this is my bestie Caroline. Well, I think it's I think it's a natural outgrowth of you know how years and years ago it became big in alt comedy Uh to say a line and then end it with someone's name. Mm, Like you were at my wedding, Denise. (laughs) Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And then even Karen is kind of an outgrowth of like that name was used a lot in alt comedy, like probably five, six years ago, and then got kind of like taken up by social yeah. justice stuff and then got uh-huh. retaken by like just any meme that yeah, doesn't yeah. even need to make sense. Um, yeah. Where it's just kind of funny to just refer to someone as a term of endearment. Yeah. After you're saying, and sure. it, and it's sort of in the I'm same. I'm so happy you went to the mall, bestie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a, also a, you're using a term of endearment with someone who you don't necessarily even know in real life. Uh-huh. And that makes it funnier to yes. add that okay, personalization that. Yeah. where yes. it doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah. Isn't it ironic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> she didn't either. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Our next segment is called Am I gonna say this you right? To, you can only Am say I gonna it. do yeah, it? Do I, it. I believe in myself that I'm getting better. Human human time. We're gonna make that into a TikTok. Uh, <laughs> of all the times yeah. I've said yeah. it wrong. <laughs> human time yeah. is that was so uh, normal thank you yeah. so much I yeah. love being so I normal I can't hear it normal anymore because I just hear every it time the way I want you to hear it. okay <laughs> see that's what my problem is with it too is I hear it weird even if I'm not doing it weird so it's confusing to me uh-huh. but what the crux of this segment is mm-hmm. is something we got joy from that we're not trying to monetize <laughs> what uh. Isn't that wild? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, isn't that truly an insane concept? Something I'm like that racking is- my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's literally probably the same as last time. That is okay. <laughs> because I went to the beach on Sunday and I just love the beach. Mm. Like it's my favorite place in the world. And Rockaway this summer has like really been a saving grace. I think I made it out there like seven times this summer, which is like 
huge record for me. And Sunday, the weather, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. There was no wind. The water was somewhat warm and it was clear and there weren't like super, super bad waves. So like you could like relax and just swim. And it was just like the best day ever. It was the best way to like let go of summer and say, okay, I had the perfect beach day. I can let summer go. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, it let me beautiful. know if you want to go to the beach together because I haven't been to the beach this whole year. You you missed it, Laura. I missed it. It's you, too it's cold a, now. It's, it's officially over. It's officially over. <gasps> you missed the last oh, one. You missed the beach yeah. this whole fucking year. Um, okay okay i'll have to put a reminder in my calendar for may (laughs) (laughs) what did i do well one thing i did because sharia brought up dr death is i did (gasps) i did listen to every single episode of dr death season three today even though i was supposed to be doing work that i do get money from i just i listened to dr death for the entirety of the day yeah and it was um entrancing it was fun it was worrisome it was upsetting Mm. on a lot of levels but (laughs) you know it it did make me feel alive on some Mm. level so i suppose that is good um i also uh i fixed my toilet Oh, wow. <laughs> not with various help. Okay. With various help. But asking but, for the help is like an achievement. But yeah. I went into a complete panic when I realized that it was fucked up. Uh huh. And I was just like, I'm not going to have anywhere to piss and shit. Do it in pants, Laura. Yeah. Be real. Just go on a run. I like had a little bit of a of a panic situation and then um I FaceTimed with my boyfriend and we together uh-huh. got a oh. temporary solution oh you have a boyfriend was- wait oh okay super <laughs> <working>. <laughs> like, <I'm not laughs> that didn't super oh. but it worked well enough that I could do some stuff flush some stuff in the meantime yeah. what about you Laura you're human time. <laughs> oh um, well, I saw a friend and her, like her fiance's kids this weekend. Oh, um, huh? yeah. And it, cause they're, these kids are like seven and nine or something. These two oh, wow. little boys. And I used to hang out with little kids all the time. Cause it was like one of my, my day jobs was singing to kids and teaching and stuff. And I just feel like over the course of the pandemic, I haven't seen kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was like the seven-year-old's birthday. So we went and like had birthday cake with him and brought a balloon that we like bought at Dwayne Reed. (laughs) Um, And it was very delightful. And I was like, oh, maybe I do remember how to like talk to children. Um, Kids bring 
such joy. I love them. My friends <laughs> yeah. always make fun of me because whenever we have a couple of friends that have kids and they're like, why are you talking to it? Like it's an adult. I was like, <laughs> it's a person and someday it will be an adult. And yeah. <laughs> this will be in its head. Be uncomfortable around children, oh, but I love yeah. that you guys are not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to ask them a question about like baseball or whatever, and then they'll bring their whole binder of baseball cards. And then you just sit there while they show you every baseball card in their binder. <laughs> okay. So um, our second to last segment mm. is goals for next time, which obviously we have a next time that doesn't, isn't a thousand percent applicable to you, Laura, but it still is in like your next week. You have next weeks. Um, yeah. 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 Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> really hope so. Run with your phone yeah. on. <laughs> but I think my goals for next time are so next week I'm taking I'm using up a lot of my vacation days because I am gonna quit soon uh again this won't be out until hopefully after I do (laughs) Mm. Uh, unless something wackadoodle happens but so next week, using up the vacation days, and I want to take this next week to just be delusional, insane. Mm-hmm. I'm incredible, and I'm going to accomplish so much, like, to just keep that mindset yeah. for my vacation, yeah. Week, um, yeah. to really be up my own ass, and then I'll pull my head out and go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Mary Kate, what what's your goal for next time? My goal, um, I have like two goals. I have a productivity goal and then goal <laughs> goal. Yeah. And then I have just a like personal goal. I I think my productivity goal is to so this outline that I like spewed on a piece of paper, like I really want to, uh, I'm getting together with my writing partner and we're going to flush it out. And like, that was my goal to have this done by the end of September because I'm next Friday, I'm going to Portugal. Mm. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So I really want to get that done. And then just before, like, I would feel satisfied if I got that done before I left to go on another vacation. And, um, cause I've been in like, that would be my third one in like a month. Mary Kate has been <laughs> trotting. I've been like, fuck COVID. Yeah. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Living life. Um, my personal goal is I had like a realization today. I was, and my, I just really, this next week, I really want to work on breathing and just staying mm. like connected to the ground, like just feeling grounded mm. in any decision I make and any like things I'm doing, just like always like my goal is to just check in with myself and making sure that I'm connected and like grounded. Yeah, I love that. It's really nice and smart. Yeah. Uh, Laura, what are you going to spend the next week doing? Oh, man. Okay. Well, (laughs) okay. I'm going to say this one because this actually feels manageable as opposed to like finish my revisions. Um, I want to finish writing the thank you notes from my wedding. I know that's not like creative Uh, or anything. No, but that, that does take some creativity. 
Yeah. yeah. I say the same thing over and over again. Because what if they exchange thank you notes? Mm. That's what oh, I'm yeah. thinking. What if they compare My, notes? Yeah. Good. And sometimes, I don't know if you guys ever feel this way, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I've, I need to use all my creative juice for my writing, my work. I can't possibly think of interesting things to say in a thank you card to somebody or a text to my friend. <laughs> no, I get that. No, yeah. I feel that way all the time. I think I'm the most boring texter on the planet because Me I just don't have the mental energy for it. So yeah. I'm just extremely straightforward. And I think sometimes people take that the wrong way, but I'm, I'm just like, do you yeah. want to get together at eight o'clock at this place on Thursday? If not, I'm also free Wednesday. If you don't want to either day, that is fine. <laughs> I'm not like, here's, yeah. here's a gift of a yeah. thing. I have a friend, a close friend who is like that, who like sends me the most elaborate, long, beautiful text messages and every time she does it brings so much joy to my heart with them I was like oh shit I have to write one (laughs) yeah when someone sends me a text and it's really and it's longer than something I can just scan in a couple seconds Uh I feel a complete panic coming on Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah the particular agony of like a beautiful thoughtful email from somebody a really great text and then you're like shit now I have to make that too but I love (laughs) it people should keep sending me beautiful emails and texts please (laughs) so the very last thing that we wanted to say is just like Laura do you have stuff that you want to plug or like where is the best place for people to find you follow you stalk you in like a polite way and not in a weird way or in a bullying yeah or a punching bag way no not (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you'd like to politely stalk me follow me um instagram at laura hankin or twitter at laura hankin or i guess now tiktok um, I forget what my handle is, but it's like, <laughs> it's maybe Laura Dash Hankin. I don't know. Um, just search Laura Hankin. So those are good places. If you want to read one of my books, you can buy Happy and You Know It or A Special Place for Women um, at your local bookstore or, you know, Amazon. Um, <laughs> just <whisper> it. <laughs> it is there. It is available. Uh, yeah, that's that's me. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us and your creativity processes. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having (laughs) me. I feel like I learned so much about (laughs) (laughs) you. Woo. Woot woot.